Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Austin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. We're here. Countdown begins, Jocelyn. Are you prepared? No. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I just feel very confident in saying no for whatever it is. You're getting married in a week and a half. I don't want to, like, stress you out or anything, but, like, it's exciting. Is it not? It is. It is very exciting, but mm-hmm. no, I am not prepared. You're right. Just purely from a party planning perspective, right. not from any other perspective. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's like, but things things are coming together. Things are good. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, next week you're going gra- you're gonna to grab a guest. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and when I come back, I'll have to make some changes to the overlay because yeah, be a Ooh. different last name there. Oh, you're not hyphenating or like no, smushing no, no. them together. No going with like a to complicate things. Going, I think you could do like Kerfit. That would work quite well. Like you just. I don't know if we share the same definition of well. Uh, what about quite? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, table it, and you guys still have a week and a half to decide. But I really think that the smashing of the two last names together is a new trend you two could kick mm. off. And being internet we could famous, be like, come on. We could be Marnie. I'm not, yeah. But then, like, that's only one letter of yours. Like, it would have to yeah. be Morny or something. And then that just sounds like you're. That sounds real sad. <laughs> like you're unhappy an awful lot. And that's not right. um we'll we'll come up with we'll figure it out we have we have an hour to figure it out and we'll just keep shopping it throughout the episode (laughs) and by the end of it we'll have the perfect solution Um, you think so i think that's how it works really (laughs) uh it takes about an hour to come up with anything good so (laughs) all right then i look forward to you telling me what my new last name's gonna be by the end of the show (laughs) because that's how that works Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Let's talk about video games uh, because I'm sure we've all been been playing a lot of them. February Madness is here. Am I right? Maybe. I don't know. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Because I feel like, I mean, we just got a new raid released in World of Warcraft Ooh. a couple weeks ago. So I feel like my gaming time has just been so much wow. So... Yeah, I uh, I have. I must meant... be missing all the other things right now. <laughs> well, okay, there's not like a crazy amount of stuff happening, but it's funny. I meant to check out Wargroove and play it for this week, but I honestly just got sucked back into Resident Evil Two. We talked about it last mm. week, and I think right after that recording, I went to play it, and and I ended up beating uh, Claire's campaign. And I was not aware of this at the time, but Resident Evil 2 is a game that features kind of um, story reasons to play through multiple times. And we're not talking about, you know, your second run through is slightly different to get that one extra achievement for for beating the game again. In this instance, there are two characters, there's Claire and Leon. And and when I started my second run for Leon, it basically gives you a a edited down, trimmed down version of... Um, of the game with the second character to give you sort of a different perspective on the story, um, which is a really cool way of expanding sort of the the gameplay and and the length of the game in a in a not so artificial way. You know, sometimes they'll have like play the game again, except this time you get to dress up as in a purple suit. I don't know, like I'm trying to think of a really lame example but in this case you're playing as a a completely different character they give you different guns there's a different layout in terms of where they're sending you through the uh the mansion and uh not the mansion but the police station 
Um, so I've been kind of working my way through as Leon now, and, it, and it's been it's been different enough, which has been really fantastic. I was worried there was going to be like short stretches of different stuff, and then a lot of the same. But it feels quite balanced in a way where I'm I'm enjoying my second playthrough, which is normally not the case. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you don't normally play through things twice because no. you've, you've I mean you talked about it on the show before that you have this like weird even if it's a terrible game you still got to get through it type mentality. So yeah. that does mean that you don't often drop things that you don't like. So you end up using a lot of your free gaming time, which is hard to come by these days with two hmm. kids under what three. So. I think just the the whole gaming time thing, when you're spending it playing things you don't like, you don't often get around to second playthroughs on things that you do like. <laughs> mm. No, I, I'm, uh, for the record, really, really enjoying Resident Evil 2. This is a fantastic remake, and I'm... Yeah, like usually I won't do the second playthrough because I'll be moving on to something else or I'll mm -hmm. feel as though there's not enough offered there. But yeah, with this one, there just seems to be enough different where you're presented with the same story idea and that you're trying to escape the city, uh, Raccoon City, because it's been infested with zombies. But in this case, you're playing as Leon, you're running into different side characters, you're getting a different sort of experience to the to the end story um so it's been uh, a lot of fun to play through that I'm, I'm still i actually just stopped playing to come here and record and and uh that game's still tense as all get out but really the the puzzles i think are what really you know break up the 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 tense scariness of it um i still think that for someone who's not big into horror games you can still find some some escape in in this and still enjoy it for uh, for what it is because uh, like i said it's a very metroidvania style you know third person shooter type game which is really satisfying as you're like completing puzzles and that's the other thing is because of my first playthrough when i finished i was realizing i had missed some stuff and then in the second playthrough there are some puzzles that come back and i ended up being able to complete those puzzles on my second playthrough because i was more attentive to the clues and the hints that the game was dropping, and uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying. It. Again, I know some folks. If you haven't checked it out and you're interested in Resident Evil, I think the remake is is certainly worth checking out. It's worth the price of admission. Um, I think I've uh, took me six hours to beat the Claire campaign, and then I think I'm about four hours into the Leon one, and it's it's going quite quick. But I think you know, all in all, you're looking at like a ten hour, twelve hour experience, which is which I think is is the right length in terms of a in terms of this kind of game. Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't want anything longer than twelve hours for a horror game. I think you'd you'd have your your blood pressure <laughs> too high at the end of that. <laughs> uh, last thing I want is to be like vibrating at the end of uh, at the end of the game. But no, I, I'm I'm really digging it, and and I think it's it's a really well made game. Which is it's not very often Capcom puts out a good Resident Evil game. So this is really good. Very cool. And you actually got some hands-on time this week, too, with something I just didn't get a chance to get into, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on Anthem because I feel like because of Mass Effect Andromeda, I just I am keeping this at not even arm's length, like further than that. It's like I it's like I pushed it to arm's length and then ran away. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know about this. Like, I just, I feel like I'm sad that Andromeda ended up in the place that it ended up and I feel like mm -hmm. whether it is actually true or not it does feel like a lot of their 
effort went into Anthem instead, or they took a lot of their ideas and put it into Anthem, where maybe it could have been better in Andromeda. I don't know. It's just Andromeda was so bad that I can't help but blame Anthem for that. Yeah. And it's probably unfair and unfortunate, but um, yeah. So what did you, because I know you do love Mass Effect, so mm. what, did, what do you think of Anthem? Does it uh, live up to all of the hype? No. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's not a bad game, but it's not the game you expect from Bioware after like really enjoying the Mass Effect trilogy, really enjoying the Dragon Age games. And then you look at Anthem and you can tell they're trying to make this brand new Destiny experience. And there's some like, okay, so first of all, this is a demo. It's basically a beta. It's a six, six week old build. It's not the final game. Um, so what you're experiencing in the demo is the story uh, that they've presented to you, the story areas. So there's a story, I don't know what they call it. I think it's like, gosh, what's the little town you're in? There's like a little town and it's a small little social area where you're walking around. You're literally wading through molasses. It is incredibly slow to the point where I thought my computer was chugging. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> wow. What is happening here? I'm like... You're Do you have and, like your your mouse or key or something sensitivity set like way way too low so that it thought that no you were oh okay All it right. was uh, it's just that's the way the movement feels it's like a I don't know like it's like it's a story area you're interacting with people you're having conversations there are dialogue choices when you talk to some folks which is very Bioware you know choice yeah I was gonna say yeah I would be I would be super shocked if a Bioware game didn't have conversation trees. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and as you're walking through this area, you're like, man, it moves really slow. It's really sluggish. It feels like everything's kind of, you're in an aquarium and you're kind of wading through water. And, and then you realize, Oh wait, if I click on the button, I'll run. But even then it's just like, it's like a slow crawl to, to a slow walk. It's just not satisfying when you know, just past the cutscene that you're trying to get to, there is this gameplay mode of what you've been promised, which is basically Iron Man meets meets Destiny. Um, and, and you do eventually get to that by watching a very awkward cutscene. Um, <laughs> you know, I I liked what was what was being presented, the idea of Mass Effect Andromeda, the, you know, some of the characters they were showcasing, but you're right. It was a very flawed game. It suffered from a lack of resources. And for sure, I don't think anyone would blame you, and I would certainly agree with you, that Anthem took away a lot of resources and attention um, from Andromeda. There's just no way to kind of safely step away from that assumption. I don't, I don't know. Anyone anyone who would defend that would probably just basically be uh, an EA suit. I mean, it's... It, I don't know if it's true, but, like, you look at both those products, and one has functioning um, animations for, you know, uh, for lip sync, and the other one does not, you know? And, <laughs> and even then, like, Anthem kind of, like, it looks a bit off. And again, it's not finished. It's... it's This is a beta, so we'll see um, what it looks like at launch, but... Once you get through the story and the awkward sort of character interactions, you're like, okay, whatever. Like, this is this is not why I'm here. I'm here to to shoot things and and be Iron Man. Um, so you get into your javelin, which is your your sort of mech suit, and then you fly okay. off. And I'm playing on PC, right? So I figure, oh, well, I, I always start with keyboard and mouse because that's like 
the true way to play uh, PC <laughs> games. And I jump in, and all of a sudden, I'm like just having a terrible time trying to control my my javelin. It's just everything's sluggish. I'm hitting walls. I'm not being able to stop on a dime. You know that you're not being able to. I don't know if you you saw the gameplay. You know, sort yeah, of the, stuff that they yeah. showed. Their things, yeah. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like you should be able to control that thing quite smoothly, right? Um, turns out the PC uh, controls, the mouse and keyboard, are uh, um, not there. <laughs> They're very very bad. And I I synced a controller. I used the controller, and then immediately I could feel a hundred percent the difference between the two. And and I was starting to get the hang of controlling my character and and whatnot. So. When you're in the gameplay, you everything's match made, so you're always with four other or three other people um, doing the quests and stuff. Uh, oh, even when questing, like you're forced into a group. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yes, like you can I private hate it. People, Ryan. I don't know if you know this about me, but I hate people. And the only thing I hate more than just average everyday people is random people forced into my groups on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, now, to the game's sort of defense, I did not try it without a, a group. I, matchmaking was always on because I'm playing on PC. I don't require, like, an Xbox Live subscription, so people are always there. Um, I didn't turn it off. Uh, I did jump into free play kind of before the demo ended, and even then, if you don't turn off matchmaking, it does kind of throw people into your game. And okay, so wait, so what if you t- can you, you can turn off matchmaking and quest by yourself? Yeah, you can do a private game. And, and just have it so friends can drop in. I didn't try it without that. I don't know if it scales. That's a great question. Um, if it if it does scale, that would be that would make a lot of sense because I'm I was running through and I was tearing people apart. We we didn't have any issues until the classic sort of Destiny um, mode where it says like, hey, the, this is a non respawn area. You know, it's just like Destiny. You you come in, you're kind of as a group running from from one point to another point. And, and then you come across this area where it says, hey, there's no respawning, which usually means you're coming up against harder enemies. And that's usually where your team wipes a couple times. Um, and that's the difference between Destiny is you could, uh, you could go in yourself and play the whole story by yourself. But they've put this matchmaking in to kind of allow you to feel that... Uh, that allows you to feel that you know social space but i never felt like i was doing anything with these other people that made me feel like they needed to be there um okay i was just kind of shooting my own things and progressing my own way and there just happened to be other people there you know um maybe so playing it's more with- like like they created a, a world for you to play in like you don't have to all stick together and stuff uh, well, it's story mode, so they do... So when you're playing missions, I did come across some areas where they were, like, funneling you. So if you went too far off the track, they said, like, hey, you're off the mission. You know, you're out of the mission area. We're going to actually zoom you back, you know? Um, so that happened a couple times, even in in free play. Like, it was kind of keeping me in an area, which was, which, which was weird. And that's the other thing, too. With free play, it felt... I jumped so free play is a little different from from story where if you're doing a mission you're on a specific path in free play you can kind of warp into the world and kind of explore and take out enemies and, and grind for uh, mats and stuff so I was going around doing that and even then they only populate the area with like four people 
Um, in Destiny, it felt like you were constantly running into folks in this. It just we it weirdly, there just happened to be people around. Um, and, and, but it was never to the point where it felt as populated as you would you would hope it would in this like shared environment type game. Um, so it's again like as a demo, the purpose of a demo is to experience a product and see whether you want to buy it or further check it out. And honestly, I just don't know if I experienced something that that I could recommend people go out and buy. Uh, do I, you know, is Anthem going to be a good game at some point? I mean, maybe they could kind of like, they could make it really good. I think there's something there. The gameplay is a lot of fun, but yeah. Aren't they aiming to launch this year? It's launching, uh, next week. Wait, whoa, wait, what? So it launches next Friday. Uh, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So from everything that you just said, because like I was pretty sure it was coming out this year, but I wasn't sure exactly. And I knew that they had this like demo beta thing. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, so if they're in like demo beta territory, this is probably going to be, you know, the big November release because I've heard a lot of very similar thoughts to Mm -hmm. what you've had from other people who tried the demo. I can't believe that what you just told me is supposed to be coming out in a week it it comes out so (laughs) here's the thing so it come it actually comes out on the 22nd however the game does come out on the 15th if you pre-order the ultimate edition right it's stupid normal ea bullshit it's still the full (laughs) it's still the full game you know that comes yeah exactly they're not going to make any changes between the the early access pre-order thing and what people actually experience on the 22nd the day one patch (laughs) is the 15th because yeah Yeah. you're right they're not going to punish people who give them a hundred dollars for checking out a week early at my plan um ea access offered a a month for 99 cents so i figured like hey i'll give them the dollar and then i will uh I, i will I will check out the 10 hour trial of Anthem, which is the full game access to the full game up to 10 hours. And that starts on the 15th as well. So if you want to check the game out on the 15th, you can either subscribe to EA access basic EA access premier or pre-order the, uh, shadow of Dawn edition. I do not recommend you do any of those except for maybe, <laughs> maybe if you have an EA access account. Um, I, think wait so does e is ea access required to play mass effect multiplayer no ea access is like a it's basically an ea subscription to give you access to their games early and have yeah i feel like it um it sounds familiar i don't like i feel like i might have subscribed to it at some point Mm -hmm. to check it out or for a game that came out or something like that um but yeah, I don't think I still have it. I hope I don't. No, because that's five dollars a month, and I'm pretty sure the last yeah, time. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I would notice. <laughs> yeah, the last time you and I were subscribed, I think was for um, Mass Effect Andromeda, and we and we I think you and I both got it for a month just to get the ten percent off. Um, yeah. And and uh, yeah, like Josh is saying in the chat room, uh, EA Access is kind of like Game Pass, but for a bunch of EA games and some third party games. Um, but yeah, like I think there's something there from anthem i think this the story is kind of like generic this world has been taken over by by something and we're the last bastion for humanity and we're protecting the the city and then there's like old alien tech that we want to get the literally the demo is we got to get the manifold 
Sorry. Basically like Halo. <laughs> uh, Halo, um, <laughs> Destiny, Mass Effect Andromeda, Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, <laughs> uh, Dragon Age Inquisition as well. Uh, all the, uh, basically every game that has that precursor story, right? Mm. So it's not anything original there, but but man, like the robots, the, the javelins look really cool, and the armor where you run around in, like it all that stuff all looks great, controls great. Um, but there's just something controls great as long as you don't use a mouse and keyboard on PC. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna to want to use a controller for this one, honestly. I and you know some people have said the mouse and keyboard is fine. To me, it just it felt like the game was it felt I'm like a different game, you know. Yeah. And and again, like in the the story for the demo, it's like, hey, you did something really cool that you didn't see because it was in the mission that was before the demo, and. I, I want you to go get the manifold. And I'm like, what's the manifold? I don't know what it is. I just named it that. It sounds cool, doesn't it? It's like, I don't know. It sounds like an old car part. Why are we going to get this thing? I feel like that's something that I would do if I was a quest giver in a video game. I'd be like, go and fetch me the Jingamahopper. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the name I just made up. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you go through the process, you get the manifold, and then there's some stuff that the this old alien tech can do. And, um, the one cool thing that I will say about the story stuff is that they, you bring back and it's a bit, it's a bit of a spoiler, but whatever you get, I already told you guys not to play the game. Um, you get the manifold (laughs) and like he, there's some like awkward Bioware humor where he like hooks it up and then he, he tries to turn it on and it doesn't work. And he's like, Oh wait, I know what I need to do. And he he runs back up and he plugs it and he checks the connections and then he just gives it a good old whack, you know, like a good old like jukebox hit to make the CD or the disc stop skipping, right? And what it causes is this guy to split in his into two, uh, three bodies, like three personalities. And they kind of have some fun with that where each personality is very different, but it's the same voice actor. And there's some quirky sort of character moments back and forth. And you kind of, you start to sh- see that Bioware kind of shine through with, with their character, you know, dialogue and stuff. But it's still, it's still marred by this weird, like, molasses simulation where you're like running through like you're encouraged to go around this social area to talk to everybody and you know you go to the bar and it's got the guy like the weird sounding guy from 30 rock um i've never watched 30 rock i just know there's like that weird sounding guy uh, i don't know his name so you talk to him and he's like oh there's this lady i like and she came in the bar but she's married how do i tell her how to go away and like you can answer that question it's like it's totally just garbage answers well what is this why am i talking to this person should i not be conversing about what's going on in the world except i'm like yeah, getting some backstory and stuff it's yeah. like like chicken quest but that don't actually give you anything yeah and it just it didn't seem it's not it seemed like half the voice actors just uh they weren't given the right direction they phoned it in <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't say they phoned it in. it just seems like they like some of the conversations mean more to the the game than others you know like uh it it just felt weird and off i do want to see what i do want to check the game out when it comes out just to see what what it is at launch and then i think like i'm happy to say i've experienced anthem i will come back in i will check it out again i will see where it's at in six months in a year Man, Ryan, I just got to say, like, you have more faith in game companies and Mm. games than I think anyone I've ever met, because 
you played a demo uh-huh. for a game that's coming out in next two week. weeks. Yeah. Well, like next week, but when you played the demo, it was set to come sure. out in approximately two weeks. They're not going to make any major changes, and yet you still say, I'm going to check it out on launch day to see what the game is. You know what the game is! It was terrible! <laughs> Why would you go and check it out in two weeks? They're not going to change everything you just listed no, no, in no. two weeks! But here's the thing. I, <laughs> no! No, no, listen, listen, listen. Here's the thing. I lo- I still think... I still hope that Bioware, there's still something there for Bioware. Also, it literally cost me 99 cents to check this thing out again. I think the least I can do is check (laughs) this thing out. And not for the whole 10 hours. Like, I can just jump in and say, like, all right, let's see, like, from the beginning where this thing kind of tries to to take us. Then maybe get a little bit past the demo and be like, no, it's... Yeah, it's still not it's still not quite there, but I was having fun flying around shooting things and and interacting in the gameplay part of it. It's just <laughs> I don't know, man. That just, room backs me up here. <laughs> there's some problems with this game and I'm not saying like this is my new main and I'm going to like I'm going to go in there and really enjoy it. Like we could come back in 2 weeks and it could still be bad. And then if I'm still playing it, then yes, the chat room and you can come in and say like Ryan, we need an intervention, but that's not going to happen. This is not Mass Effect Andromeda again. No, I just I feel I just feel like you've already told everyone else not to play it, but for some reason you're going to like put yourself through it for us or something. Ryan, you don't have to do it for us. You don't have to fall on this sword. You can just walk away and say, I played the demo. It was bad. I'm not going to bother touching the game again until like maybe a year from now. She's not wrong, honestly. And, uh, and that's, that's, uh, that, that is, uh, that is good. That is good advice, probably. <laughs> so everybody who uh, who listened to me for the first fifteen minutes, make sure you listen to Jocelyn for the last five. And uh, that, with that combined advice, you should be able to survive the next two weeks. They literally put out a chart of how and when you can access this game. There are five permutations for this game and its release <laughs> and its versions and in the and the way you can give EA. It's mind boggling. When are they going to learn? I have no idea. They've already announced the next Dragon Age game, so Bioware is l- at least going to survive past Anthem. But could you imagine if Anthem comes out and, and, and it's a it's a failure, uh, or it doesn't work to the standards of Bioware? It, Basically, if they pull the plug like Mass Effect Andromeda, like, yeah, that would be bad because this is a live game. They've already committed to a year of content and seasons. But could you imagine if they did to this what they did to Mass Effect Andromeda? Like that would be, you would literally lose all people that are bioware fans i think like yeah i think that if they did that again uh, although it kind of sounds like they're putting out a game that is the quality of mass effect andromeda just from from okay so from what i know of you and Mm -hmm. how i know that you normally speak about games and how forgiving i know that you are in a lot of your comments sure like I, I really do feel like this is going... Like, a lot of the things that you're saying to me mm-hmm. right now sound like a lot of the things that you said about Andromeda when it launched. And, I mean... I'm I not putting have 80 in- hours into this. No, no, no. We're not doing that. No, I know. I know you're not putting that time in, but mm-hmm. I just mean, like, a lot of the systems that you're commenting on, a lot of the things that you're saying, like, it has, you know, not great this, not great that, but you can see the Bioware character stuff. It's mm-hmm. not all the trees and things. Like, those check, 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 check. 
but a lot of the things that you're saying um, remind me of a lot of your comments around Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm not expecting you to put 80 hours into Anthem, Mm-mm. but I, I am hearing a lot of the same things that I heard a few years ago when Andromeda came out. So yeah. to me, that's like big, big flags about like what is Bioware actually doing? Like how, why is this happening? Because like... They are a company that brought us the Mass Effect trilogy, which is among my favorite games of all time. So to take that company and now they're taking this terrible, seemingly terrible, again, I have not played Anthem. I'm just going off of comparing Ryan's two sets of comments, but it really seems like they're going down this really bad path. And I think you're right that they're, I think they're going to lose a lot of fans because these sound like very parallel gaming experiences to me where they're releasing things that had these, you know, big grand scopes and ambitions that just never delivered on anything. And that makes me worried mm-hmm. about the the next thing that they've announced, which is the Dragon Age thing. And it makes me wonder if they're even, like you said, oh, clearly they're going to be around after this. Maybe not. Like if Anthem actually super flops, like, what does that actually mean for Bioware? Because if they burn people on Andromeda and then they burn people on Anthem, which was which everyone, I think, hung their hopes, their Bioware hopes on Anthem after mm-hmm. Andromeda was so bad, they were like, oh, OK, Andromeda is bad, but don't worry, because Anthem's coming soon. And so because Anthem's coming soon, I can I'll stick by Bioware. You know, Anthem's going to be everywhere, everything that Mass Effect wasn't. If they flop, I think they're going to lose a lot of people. So I think it's really going to depend how things go in the next couple of weeks. But like Bioware might get shuttered before we ever see Dragon Age again. Well, they they already like that's what happened to Andromeda, right? Like when Andromeda, they pulled the plug on it. They literally pulled the plug on Bioware Montreal and, and, Mm -hmm. and moved them to other studios. And and the thing is, like when I say like don't, I'm not trying to backpedal. I really do feel like if you had played this demo, you'd be like, yeah, this is not for me because there are a lot of issues with this game. And like even if you have very compelling um, action gameplay, it doesn't go very far when you don't have the the structure and the story to back it up. You know, and I think that's the difference with Mass Mass Effect Andromeda because it was a Mass Effect game and you felt it. Uh, in in that gameplay and the conversations right um, but mm-hmm. this this is a, all, all brand new you know this is a brand new story um, brand new characters and that was one yeah, of the so things it doesn't even have the mass effect universe to try to pull people in like no. if it really flops it's gonna go it's gonna go I probably worse than Andromeda like <laughs> well see that's the thing and like I know how these games like you know sort at of at least Bioware had those mass effect apologists that were like but it's still Mass Effect. So yeah. I'm so happy they put out another Mass Effect. Anthem doesn't have that. There's no, no. one that's going to be like, but I'm just so happy we get another story in this universe. They're going to be like, what even is this universe? Pass. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the, and the thing is, like, I know how these games kind of come out. Like, this is very much like Destiny, where Destiny came out, it was weirdly received. And then a year later, they put out a, an expansion, and, and then it was heralded as the, as the second coming. And... Do I think Anthem's going to do the same same thing? I have no idea. All I experienced was a snippet of the story and uh, a snippet of the gameplay. I played as uh, two of the four uh, javelins. One as the they give you the soldier at the very beginning, so it's basically the Mass Effect soldier, but he can fly. 
And then there is uh, the the ninja, basically. So very melee focused. Uh, a lot of shurikens jumping up around, stuff like that. Um, but man, kind of like the vanguard, maybe. Yeah, a little bit like the vanguard, but a little more nimble. Um, mm. And uh, but yeah, like the flying just feels. It felt so good. And again, like that. But then, like <laughs> when you're flying, you have this. Uh, there's this cooling uh, mechanic where when you as as long as you're flying, your little jetpack is overheating, right? So right. you're always having to land every couple of minutes. Um, so if you're traversing a far land or, or a far way, you're always kind of like jet hopping. So you're jetting, you're flying down, you're you're letting it cool down, and then you're coming back up and you're flying again. Um, you can do some pretty like you know far flies, but honestly, it's not it's not like well, it's not like Iron Man. You have to stop to let your <laughs> your your engines cool. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I just don't know. I I think you everybody needs to wait for a review and kind of see where this thing lands at launch. Um, it's very hard to determine from this demo what the final game will look like or the final full slot will look like in terms of the campaign and the end game and stuff. Similar to Destiny, uh, I think we just... And, and like World of Warcraft as well. It's hard to know whether an expansion is going to be good until everybody's had a chance to really process the content. Um, you have a lot more faith in Blizzard when they release an expansion, right? But Well... <laughs> okay, well, sometimes... You do at the beginning, right? You do... You do, yeah. You have a lot of faith at the beginning of an expansion. You know it's from Blizzard. You know it's WoW. So there's, there's some pedigree there. But with this, it's like this is... Bioware's first live game as a service. Um, they're doing some, they're doing things right. There's no season passes. There's no paid DLC. It's purely funded by I think cosmetics. So like there's there's some nice stuff there, um, but I think we all just have to wait and see. I'll, I'll check it out at launch. I'll play like a couple hours. I, just, I promise you, I will not Andromeda this thing. <laughs> um, we'll we'll see how it goes, but. Um, yeah, the, the gameplay was super fun. I think that's why I kind of want to go back to see whether the the story actually lines up. But um, I, I don't expect it to kind of change my tune. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, as we always tell you every episode, if you do like the content that we produce, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in to support the show. Our new goal is to have one new patron each month. So if you've been thinking of supporting the show over on Patreon, please do become our February patron. And I want to say a very quick, very special thank you to the patrons because because of your special, special, because of your amazing support, <laughs> um, I was actually able to, and you guys are going to be super excited about this, hmm. pick up the a copy of um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So Ooh. I finally did pick that up today. It was on sale for PlayStation Plus subscribers and it was i think my playstation plus runs out in like a week and i was thinking about not even continuing on and then i was like oh my god i it was like 70 percent off for the whole seasons pass and the game so i have all of the dlc content all of everything and as as brian mentioned off the top of the show i am getting married in like mm -hmm. 10 days so um don't have a lot of disposable income, but the Patreon for Gamers In came through, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to cover Odyssey. This is amazing. I can actually get this game and take advantage of the last like week or 10 days of my uh, PlayStation Plus subscription. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. I do really appreciate it, and it does help us a lot when it comes to covering all the games that we end up talking about on Gamers In. So mm -hmm. every little bit does help us, and it, it, does, it makes a big difference. So 
thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash gamersin. That brings us to our topic of the week this week, where we are talking about the game that I have been playing. And uh, Ryan, I think, got a little bit of chance to get in there, too. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends, which is a new uh, free-to-play battle royale from Respawn. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And the really cool thing about this is that we're not talking about a demo or a beta. <laughs> hey, you want to play a game? Here. <laughs> Yeah, so, and it's a fully fledged like battle royale, um, high end AAA experience. Yeah, uh, and it runs. It runs really well. It to, does, to <laughs> and it feels really good. And it was one of the first things that I said when I jumped in with. Uh, I was playing with uh, Siv and another guy from our raid team today, mm-hmm. and as soon as I jumped in, I was just like, "Man, like the movement actually feels really good." Because there's sometimes where I mean, you mentioned the walking through molasses thing. Sometimes that's how I find PUBG feels, and then. Uh, I found like the, the Call of Duty was just it was almost like too fast, but this just feels smooth. Like mm-hmm. it just it feels like it moves at the pace that works for me, I guess. Um, but yeah, the movement I think was the the best thing that I noticed right away. As like I really like this about this game, and you're right about the whole like a AAA sort of feel to it, and it does feel super polished, which it should, because it's a, it's a 1.0, it's not a, it's not a beta, it's not an alpha, anything like that, so I was really pleasantly surprised, because I'd watched a couple streamers, like, just here and there, and I'd, I'd heard all the buzz around it, and everyone was like, oh, this is so great, and I'm like, eh, it's another Battle Royale, like, I got super burnt out on PUBG, and never really got good at Fortnite, so I just, like, maybe Battle Royales are just not my thing. And then, yeah, I jumped into this, and the movement feels great. And the one thing that I really, really love is that when you're actually in the arena and playing, when you see another team and you start shooting, it gives you real-time feedback. It doesn't give you their, like, health bars or anything, but it gives you real-time feedback of, like, how much damage you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, because a lot of the times I would shoot in PUBG and be like, man, I could have sworn I hit that guy, like, why why is he still running around all fine and uh so now it's like if you don't see the damage number pop up like no you missed him like so it gives you a lot more kind of information which i really like because i think i get better faster when i have that kind of feedback on the fly the best part is that when you shoot someone and and when i was playing uh, i played tuesday night with uh crofton and Bo, and we were playing and we we ended up uh, holding up in the bunker, which is this area where there's like two two points of entry. It's like a basically a bunker through like a mountain pass or something. And we were shooting at these guys. They had infiltrated our bunker. I don't know why we thought it was going to work, but they had the high <laughs> ground, and I had I only had a shotgun, so I'm like shooting up these steps. But you can actually tell when you hit someone. You yeah, you see that damage, but you can tell if they have a shield right? Mm. So if you're hitting them, you can tell based on the color of the damage, whether they have a shield. And if it's like purple or blue, you know what type of shield they have, whether they have a level three armor or a level two armor, if it's purple or blue. And it's just all these little things put into the game and compare that to the way a lot of these battle royale experiences launch a very early access feel. um, and, And they're building quality of life over time. Whereas this is launched with more quality life improvements than any of these other games have that I've experienced. And it really well, makes you think about just the way, the, what you could do 
by releasing a, a, a game based on other ones that have always just come out in early access, you kind of are able to bide your time and release a true 1.0 product. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Well, and I think that that's the reason for Fortnite's kind of instant popularity is that mm-hmm. Fortnite as a battle royale was hacked on to an existing product. Like they made Fortnite. It was intended to be one thing. And then they were like, well, we have all this tech and everything else. And you know, it could be a really cool mode. Let's try building a battle royale. And then everything worked a whole lot smoother because it was like an add on to an existingly built game. Like it it was an add on to an already released game. (laughs) So they had a like less of that kind of beta feel and they kept updating and they kept giving skins and stuff like that. And, and people really got behind it because it was an already fleshed out product versus some of the stuff that you've seen, like, um, well, PUBG is the obvious example that you're right. Like it, it launched with a very, 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 very base concept. And then they chose to prioritize things that would give them more money as opposed to prioritize things that would improve their player base, which I mean, it's still huge. It's just not as big as it used to be. And a lot of players, particularly in North America, really dropped off of PUBG Mm -hmm. and they're kind of either gravitating towards Fortnite or kind of open to the next big thing. And with this game, this Apex Legends, I... I feel to me as a gamer who's tried a bunch of the different battle royales that this is almost like the evolution or the next step of the battle royale. And it's something that I really want to see. And a lot of that has to do with some of the features that they've pulled from games like Overwatch, which is that you're not all the same. You've got your own abilities and there's not too many abilities. You've got like one ability that's available to you on a short ish cooldown. And then you've got one ultimate ability that charges over time. Mm-hmm. So you can play a different role in your party of three and it gives it a little bit more like interest. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. just, it's not the same. You're not dropping as the same and, going for the same guns every time, but it does have that scavenging mechanic in it. So it's like you can still, even within the class that you've chosen or the character that you've chosen, you Mm -hmm. can still, you know, be a healer with a shotgun or a healer with a sniper rifle or, you know what I mean? Like it still has that play style choice as well as role choice. And I think that makes for a really interesting game. Yeah. You're not locked. Like you're not like mercy where you're locked to a pistol or a healing beam. You might have a healing ability, but you can still pick up that assault rifle or the shotgun. And yeah, the heroes are really cool. The fact that that's how they're, they're also monetizing. It's similar to heroes of the storm where you're buying heroes and then the rest is cosmetic, um, cosmetic items. So when you're buying these heroes and you're unlocking them, you, you can get six for free right at the beginning and then there are two currently available for purchase. And they've already showed off their, their battle pass that's coming in March. And then there'll be new heroes coming. I'm pretty uh, sure. So I know for sure that I didn't buy anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I had eight available to me. Um, like nothing. Oh, well, I, there were two. There were two slots that were like, I think, question marks or something. Yeah, but they're, I took they're that to mean. Yeah, I took that to mean like coming soon but maybe maybe those are the 
for purchase ones. They, um, I I'm believe they are, sure yeah. I'm pretty sure that there were eight. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe it was six. I don't know. Well, there are eight slots, and they do show up there. They're just grayed out because yeah. you have to... They're like a thousand... They're 750 coins and you know yeah not to jump back to anthem but because i had launched uh i'd signed up for ea access they gave me a thousand coins um because i was an ea access member so i actually have enough to buy a new hero if if i wanted to mm. um so that was kind of cool a uh, cool little perk but it's it's just the other stuff in this that uh, that is really cool is that you have a a, a, a context sensitive tagging system where if you click oh, yeah. your your middle mouse button you can tell people like oh i found a shield or i found a helmet effectively meaning you don't have to ever talk to your teammates to tell them that like hey if you're looking for a for a helmet i have a level two helmet come get it that was like basically the gameplay for PUBG for me was just telling people i had found something that i already had and then getting killed uh in this <laughs> i don't even have to talk to people before i get killed it's it's uh it's interesting <laughs> Um, well, and and I do very much, and I think that it it's going to be awesome for people who play this with others because, like, that they aren't in voice chat with, like, just random people online. Because the communication system is such that you can say, like, "Oh, I found a thing," and then your teammate can respond with, "Like, okay, I'm on my way." Yeah. Just by hovering over the spot you me the spot you marked on the map and clicking that middle mouse button again so the context of the middle mouse button you don't even have to go to like a wheel of responses that so many games have included they've just said like it's like they've already considered the response for you so mm -hmm. it's just like uh i think one of our teammates clicked the location where they wanted to go next and so i just hovered over it and i had the option to click the middle mouse button and say okay so i was like okay like yeah let's go there easy peasy like it was so so seamless and easy to use i was mm -hmm. so impressed and another one was uh you can right at the beginning of the game there are these different mechanics like supply drops and uh you know high loot areas so if you're like if you're really in, if you really want to get right into the action you can see right on the map okay everybody sees that that's a high loot um high loot area and then sometimes when you're launching into areas you are coming across areas uh, right above in the top left it'll show the area name and then right below it it'll say like oh medium tier loot or high tier mm -hmm. loot and that's all randomly gener generated right because i've gone into sort of the pit area several times and sometimes it's it doesn't say anything other times it says high tier loot and that's really cool when you go in and you know like okay i have to scour this area because it's a high tier loot uh area you know so, yeah, and that's actually, really cool. I think, uh, a huge improvement. And I'm not sure if Fortnite does this, but I know for sure that PUBG does the the opposite, where it's like, you always know that if you go to, like, the military base or if you mm -hmm. go to um, the other little shipping areas or, you know, like, the prison, you know that they're going to have a lot of people and a lot of loot, and that never, ever changes. So the fact that from one game to another, the map essentially without actually changing the geography of the map you know what's going to be good or what's going to be bad changes which means that if you want to go for like the high loot you've got to learn a whole bunch of different places you can't just drop in the same place all the time and get the same loot all the time and get really good at that one strategy it kind of forces players to try new things and, and move around the map which i think is super cool so again it, it comes down to the ability to or I guess it comes down to creating variety for players 
while still only having one map. Like the variety comes from the characters and then the variety mm -hmm. comes from the guns you happen to get on that character. And then it comes from where you have to go. Like every game felt different, which is something that doesn't really happen often in the, the, the battle Royale I have the most experience in, which is PUBG. I think I still, I think I'd like 200 or more hours in PUBG. So I think Fortnite is still the same map as well. Right. And, and, uh, yeah. I think where the, the mix-up comes there is from the building and, and the interactions. But again, like I right, think people yeah. went from maybe with Fortnite people, I expected people to build these elaborate defense structures, but really just turned into this like weird build dance as you tried to yes. kill people. You, it, again, above my uh, skill level. Skill but with, level. Yeah. <laughs> with, with this, it just, it, um, it, I don't know. Like another great thing is that when you're launching out of the, <laughs> out of the ship, you launch as a crew, so yeah. you, you randomly get selected as the jump master, and then you can take suggestions, but you're the one that's that actually controls. Now, your teammates can break away if they if they feel you're... And we had, that happened a couple times where people felt like maybe another person on the team was leading them in a in a in a awkward in a bad direction. <laughs> yeah, and then you everybody has like a color cloak a color coded sort of stream behind them, so you can tell people's trajectory trajectory as they're as they're falling from the ship. Uh, just a lot of these little quality of life things that some people, if they were to add it to PUBG, might think like, oh well, that's you know that's 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 uh that's casual mode. Like I don't know, I I want to be able to like have to eyeball it. I don't want to see where people are. I don't want to see a colored stream to know that someone's there. I want to be able to have to judge what that green blob is, you know, that's loading as it's falling. Um, but with this, <laughs> they give you they give you all these like telltale signs of of what people are doing to kind of give you that everybody that same advantage. You know, put them all as many people on the same play level playing field. And I, as a as someone who's terrible at these games, I really appreciated all that stuff to kind of bring me up to to par with other folks of course well, when it I came think, to shooting I, mean, I was still bad but yeah but that comes with time and yeah. i think every shooter game is is different and you need mm -hmm. time to learn the the guns and the projectiles and everything else but uh what i i thought i know it was a joke but i i feel it's it's worth uh kind of highlighting is you know you said the the green blobs that are loading as they're falling sort of thing and i think that speaks a lot to the quality of the game that we have here in Apex Legends because they're not a they're not only able to you know load all these different people falling in all their different costumes and stuff like that but also with all the other effects that they're adding to you know the jump out of the plane and the you know just everything else like it just it feels not only like a polished game but a polished game with all the extras like the particle effects and the things that take mm -hmm. longer to render and the really nice environments and and all of this stuff, like it, it feels like it is a triple A AAA title, and obviously PUBG is not a triple A title. PUBG is a is a is an indie title, but um, you can really you really feel the the weight of the studio behind this one, and I think it played well. I really enjoyed it. I thought it looked great. There's also another system in this game that I love. A couple of other systems I really love is that in a lot of the areas, a lot of the structures, a lot of the towns, there's these banners. Mm -hmm. And it shows like the the um, gamer tag and the um, picture of the person who's the current kill master on the map, which I think is really cool. And it like puts a bounty on their heads and you get more XP if you manage to kill them. And then same as when you first load in, there's like a team that's like the the 
I can't remember it's called like Premier Squad or something like that. Um, it was just uh, it's like little cool flourishes like that that you're just like, oh man, yeah, I need to either go get him or avoid him at all costs. And it creates this really cool dynamic of, you know, like I want to see my banner up there. I want to see my tag. And and it's all throughout the map. It's not like one central place. It's basically mm-hmm. anytime everywhere. You come into, yeah. Anytime you come into a town or a structure, they all have these big banners. So, and there was, there was that system. And then there's also the, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it has a name. I think it's just something cool. They added to the map, but it's almost like a redeployment system. Hmm. anybody who's watching the video right now i've got the kind of map behind me as my as my green screen thing and you can see like kind of the red balloons where my where my fingers are pointing and basically what those are is those are structures that you can you can climb and you climb up them and then you jump again and then you have the same like jump out of the plane effect so you can kind of if you can make it all the way to the top without somebody shooting you down then you can very rapidly traverse big expanses of the map by jumping from those towers so it's again like it's just there's so many things so if i get super caught out because there obviously is a battle royale so it has the decrease circle mechanic so if i get super caught out it's almost like a a catch-up thing the way that i guess PUBG uh put vehicles in the game so this way you just go oh my god i'm never gonna run all the way to the circle i'm gonna take my time to climb up instead and then i'm gonna jump and then obviously as you're going through the air everyone can see you so there there is like that dynamic of strategy to it as well is like do i want to creep along the ground and be a little bit slower or do i want to just be like yes everyone i'm here iron man (laughs) so it's uh yeah it's man there's just there's so much to it but not in an overwhelming fashion it feels Mm pretty good when you're in there moving and shooting it's just it's it's a really smooth game and i'm quite enjoying it and it is like we mentioned free to play so if any of you guys are interested at all go to our discord which is bit.ly slash tgi discord i'm sure you can find tons of people including myself and ryan in there uh giving this giving this a shot you do have to have origins installed on your computer in order to use it but origins come a long way it has. It's it's not as bad as it used to be. It's still it's still not great. It's still a little bit janky. I was trying to add some friends today and it was like yeah. I clicked the add friend button like ten times and it like I came back like ten minutes later and it finally turned gray to say friend request sent. And <laughs> and then so I was like message my friend, I'm like, Okay, so did you get my friend request? And she was like, No. I was like yeah. Ugh <laughs> So it still has some some janky things, but it doesn't crash my computer anymore. So <laughs> you've come a long way, Origin. Good yeah. on ya. <laughs> it, it's uh i mean it's not ideal i know a lot of people you know want to just have steam but uh you know origins not is not incredibly terrible and you don't have to have them all running at the same time yeah <laughs> you weirdos um but yeah no i i think it's a it's an excellent you know release and the, and the fact that it's free to play is crazy and the other crazy part is that when i was playing in the first 24 hours or so um they had a million players and i didn't have at all any server issues and then i think today they announced that they've had 10 million players uh, and had capped out at 1 million concurrent at some point that was their highest so like this is already a very popular game um and it just goes to show like with a little you know a little effort and and uh not a little effort. sorry not that i don't want to say like that but with some careful planning and you know releasing as a 1.0 product you can still capture what a lot of people were thinking was a 
you know, kind of a fad gameplay. I don't think it, it, I think this proves that it's not a fad anymore. Like this is, this is a type of game that people will continue to release uh, mm-hmm. for some time. And I, I'm, I'm stoked about that because I think people who like this type of game um, should, uh, should be able to experience uh, new experiences in that genre every yeah. once in a while. So, and I mean, I, I really like the genre. I, like I said, mm-hmm. I played so much PUBG and it wasn't necessarily because I liked PUBG. It was because I liked the genre and there wasn't much else at the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, I was playing PUBG in spite of itself. Like just because I liked that, you know, hunger games type style, which actually I hunger game. It feels very hunger gamesy. The, the whole uh, banner thing and Killmaster and, and all that. Like, it feels very Hunger Games inspired, which I think is really cool. So um, mm-hmm. there's just, there's a lot of good here. And the fact that it is free to play makes it even better. Uh, the game is totally supported on, you know, buying the extra heroes and the cosmetics. And they've already said they're going to be putting out more, uh, sorry, not heroes, legends. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing we didn't actually mention Though uh, it probably does bear mentioning, is this the team that made Titanfall? So it's it's in the Titanfall universe, though it is not. You don't get to to play in mechs or anything. But yeah, there's no Titans. Um, they did come out and say that this this is like Titanfall three is not in development. Yeah. Um, there's story. There's a lot of great stories out there. They're being very open and honest about their their sort of process. And I guess they started to work on titanfall 3 and honestly this this mode or this game was a mode for titanfall 2 even before PUBG was coming out because they had a lot of people who worked on arma because um titanfall all their or all the respawn games are based on a modified source engine so they had a lot of modders on on staff uh so they were actually going to release this as a mode for titanfall 2 but then decided like once PUBG came out hey we could actually run with this and make a full game and release it um, and I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. This is two, two and a half years since the release and popularity of PUBG. So you're going to see a lot of developers probably developing, you know, for anywhere from modes to full games in this genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably E3 well, is going to be the year of Battle Royale, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and the other thing is, I mean, when I back when I was playing Overwatch, which was a, a few years ago now, um, mm-hmm. that was one thing that when you know, PUBG came out, I was like, oh man, wouldn't, wouldn't an Overwatch battle royale be so cool. But the thing about Overwatch is that each hero, like you mentioned, uh, Mercy earlier, like comes with their weapons and their weapons are so key to the way that their character plays that it doesn't really lend itself to the scavenging course portion of a battle royale, which makes, which is unfortunate because that it's so key to a battle royale is that everybody jumps out of the plane with empty hands and, you have to get your armor, you have to get your guns. And if you don't have to do that, it's not quite as exciting, right? So, and the games become more and more samey. So mm-hmm. it's it's like what I wanted out of an Overwatch Battle Royale, but just, you know, they, they found the balance there, which is, you know, a couple of abilities per character, but then also the really cool scavenging different guns every time type effect. So, mm-hmm. It's fun. It's guys, it's really, really fun. So Yeah. Again, head on over to bit.ly slash TGI Discord if you want to jump into Apex Legends with us again, all free to play. So uh yeah, there's really no barrier to entry other than Origins, <laughs> if you can wrap your head around that one. So uh yeah, do uh hit us up if you want to jump in. And uh that's pretty much gonna do it for us tonight. 
So thank you so much for listening. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn, at JossPlays. Brian is Nora Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact over on Twitch. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you think my new last name should be, I forgot about that. To, to info at gamersinpodcast.com. Hmm. Thanks for staying with Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Oh, I forgot. Now I, now I got nothing. I'm blanking. Oh, I failed.